Hey there, welcome back to the Tacos and Tattoos podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you three examples of what it's like to live as an anxiously attached person because relationships are like the one thing in your life when you're anxiously attached that can absolutely destroy everything in your life. If there's a problem in your relationship or a perceived problem, it will literally derail your life until your brain is like, oh, okay, everything's fine. So I'm going to give you three little stories from my past, very embarrassing stories that demonstrate life as an anxiously attached person. So number one, there was a guy that I had been dating a little bit. He actually, I met him dancing tango back before the pandemic. And he was super cute. I really liked him. But he was a total loser. He lived on a pot farm up in Washington. He drove an old, old truck that was breaking down all the time. So one night he was supposed to come over and he was going to... Um, come over, we were going to dance tango, I was going to make dinner, it was going to be really fun. And the time that he was supposed to arrive, which let's say it was like 7 o'clock, I don't remember which, he didn't show up. So 7 o'clock went by, 7.15, 7.30, and now I'm like getting anxious, right? He hasn't called or text, and my brain is going haywire. Like, did he crash and die? Uh, is he with another woman, <laughs> like, um, like maybe he went to jail, like what is happening? And, but then I'm like, okay, I'm going to call him. Oh, but then they'll make it seem like I'm being too needy. Maybe he's just running late. Maybe he'll show up any minute. Like, I'm sure there's an explanation. I'm sure it's fine. I don't want to seem like I'm too needy. So I'm not going to text. I'm not going to call. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to send one text message. So send the one text message. Another 10 minutes goes by. Oh my God, I should, like, oh my God, I still haven't gotten a reply. Oh my, like, my mind's just, like, going crazy, right? I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go focus on something else. Can't focus on anything else. And so then you're staring at your phone, like, maybe I'll just call him, but then I'll be bothering. I don't want to bother him. Maybe he's in the middle of something important. And so you just sit there. And finally, an hour later, at 8 o'clock, he sends me a message. Oh, sorry. My truck broke down. It won't start. And I can't find anybody to bring me into town. So I don't know if I'm able to come, but I'll let you know. It's eight o'clock. He's supposed to be here at seven. And so that sends me into a, like a little fit on the floor. I am bawling my eyes out over this loser guy that works on a pot farm, drives an old truck, can't even come see me. And I'm just like so hurt. I'm like, oh my gosh, he chose this. Like he won't, if, if this was me, I would do anything. I would like walk to town to try to find something. Like just being totally delusional. And like this, he just doesn't like me, doesn't care about me. Like, oh, woe's me. And so I'm just bawling my eyes out on the floor because this guy blew me off. And now I'm going to sit at home lonely in my house, in my apartment. And... I remember getting a message from my subconscious or my higher self or whatever. And it was like, this isn't your guy. Your guy, you're going to meet dancing salsa. That was the message I got. (laughs) So that's one example of how pathetic I used to be as an anxiously attached person. So number two, my second story is uh, I had a boyfriend 
And I sent him a text in the morning because something that had happened before had bothered me. And so I was like, hey, this thing bothered me, trying to communicate really clearly. And then a couple hours later, he saw the message, but he didn't reply. So now my alarms from my anxious attachment system uh, style, the system in my brain, is like blaring red lights, like, oh no, you fucked up, like, you pissed him off, now he hates you, now he's gonna break up with you, like, why'd you do that, why didn't you just tolerate it, it wasn't that big of a deal, like, take it back, take it back, and so then I'd send him another message, be like, oh, well, sorry, I just wanted to, like, communicate that a little bit, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to, like, ruin anything, we have a good thing going, like, backpedaling, right, so, like, withdraw- like, I set the boundary, I spoke my truth and now I'm trying to withdraw it because the anxiety is coming. And the funny thing about the anxiety is logically you can know that everything is fine. You're like, no, logically, like think through this. Like, no, it's fine. Like I need to speak this. This is a problem. I'm going to become resentful of this. But the anxiety is comes from something so deep within you that you can't talk yourself out of it. It just happens. It's an automatic response that happens in your body. And so you just start feeling really anxious. So then you text again and you text again because you haven't gotten a reply. He's probably busy. He's probably whatever. And now you're starting to feel like a crazy person. You're like, okay, I just need to focus on work. This isn't a big deal. I'm not going to let this derail my whole day. But it does. It does zero your whole day because the anxiety won't let you think about anything until the guy actually messages you back. So lastly, um, there was a time in my early 20s where my, my ex-fiance and I were in an argument and I was supposed to do something. I can't remember what it was. Something pretty important the next day. But we had an argument the night before and it went unresolved. And I couldn't let it go. I was like, no, like, just apologize. Like, just like, we have to like make this, this has to get worked out. We can't let this keep going. And he didn't want to resolve it because he was a narcissist. And so I just kept like crying and then screaming. And like the emotions just kept building, building and building. And so then I do something and act on those emotions and it would just make it worse. Cause then I'd be embarrassed about the thing I did the last, the last time, the, the thing I did a second before. And then he would see, like, see how you are. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then I'd backpedal, backpedal, backpedal until like the, the, it would just like keep escalating because I couldn't let it go. Where nowadays where I'm more healed, if there was an argument, I would think through it logically and I'd be like, okay, well, this is what I think we should do about it now. Uh, and I could, I could allow myself to feel the emotions, whatever I'm feeling, without acting on them. So if the situation would make me sad, I would allow myself to cry, but I wouldn't allow myself to act on the fact that I was crying. Or I would say something that I really meant, and instead of backpedaling, like, oh, he's going to break up with me, like all these concerns, I would just allow that to sit and allow it to be there and wait for him to respond to whatever I'd said. And so looking back on the way I used to be, it's shocking. Like it's so shocking and so sad that um, that I live with so much anxiety in the past. And it took being able to be conscious of like, oh, this is why I'm reacting to life in this manner, and then be able to change the way I reacted. So instead of like, like 
uh, over texting and over calling, I would just go and be like, I know it's going to be painful. I know it's going to suck to have to sit in these emotions, but I'm just going to go focus on some exercise. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to focus on the fact I have dance class later. I'm going to call a friend. Like whatever needs to happen where I'm not adding to the anxiety and keeping the cycle going is what ultimately really healed that in me. So if this is something you struggle with, just know it's possible to heal it because because I did. It took it takes uh, according to the book attached, it takes about three years to be able to switch attachment styles, which is about how long it took me. It took me five years from realizing that I was anxiously attached or four years because it was in 2019 that I started learning about this. And I would say that I really came full circle about May of this year, March, March or May, April, somewhere in there. I, I feel... 100% confident in relationships. I feel like I'm not experiencing the anxiety that I used to. And also part of that is choosing better quality partners. So, okay. With that, I will leave it there. Much love and I'll talk to you again soon. Are you an ambitious and independent woman who's ready to start attracting your aligned masculine partner but have struggled with settling in the past? Join the free five-day workshop to start attracting him in less than 30 days by tapping into a hidden feminine superpower that you already have. Go to girlstopcrying.com to sign up.